0: Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this episode, I'm speaking with Greg Gilmack, Senior Client Executive at DMC Technology Group and part of Ohio CPA Proud organization, William Vaughn Company. We talk about the threat of ransomware, How to handle it internally and what to tell your clients, steps to take if you've discovered you've been hacked with ransomware, and much more. Here are some of the best practices Greg told me companies can take to protect themselves.
1: There's a whole slew of things we can do um, when it comes to security, not even against ransomware, but just in general, keeping yourself safe on the internet. Um, But the biggest things that people can do, there's there's three things. One, making sure you're keeping up with with your computer updates, whether you're using Windows or a Linux-based system, whatever it is. Um, Making sure you're pushing those patches through um, to help close those security gaps. You don't want to be the easy target, that low-hanging fruit if you can. Um, Making sure that you're using something like multi-factor authentication, whether that's off of your phone or an email that comes in to make sure the login is actually you. Um, is a big one as well. Um, that can help stop over ninety percent, uh, according to Microsoft, of the threats that they see day to day. Just just implementing that alone. Um, and finally, not everything's going to work. Sooner or later, something may happen. Um, having a good backup and disaster recovery plan, so making sure you can come back if something were to happen, and everything was encrypted, for example, on your network, is a big piece to it as well. A lot of people don't always think of. That being as a way to stop things, but if you don't have good backups and you can't come back from it, you're gonna have to pay. And it's not always a guarantee that you're gonna get your data back either.
0: And what are some common mistakes you hear of companies making when it comes to ransomware?
1: Probably the biggest one I hear is, um, well, it won't happen to me, we're too small, or we're not in that kind of line of business. Um, We don't function in a way that it would hurt us too much. Um, It can happen to anybody. Um, It happens to everybody, Um, no matter what vertical you're in nowadays. um, You have to be aware of it and you have to be trying to do something about it. Um, Another big piece that I run into a lot, or we run into, um, is my users wouldn't be the one that make the issue happen. You know, they won't click on that, that link that's that's uh, infected with ransomware or whatever it might be. Um, We're we're all people, we're all humans at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. Um, Even a small brief second lapse of judgment and you clicked on an attachment you thought was from someone you knew can cause any number of issues at that point from ransomware to having someone active in your environment, moving around, um, whether it's corporate espionage, even there's all sorts of things that can happen. So always assume (laughs) That something might happen from time to time, not to fear monger or anything, but if you have that mentality, you at least can go through and make sure your users are aware of what's going on and even provide them training on that front as well.
0: And do you think there's anything hindering companies or or CPAs um, from really protecting themselves about ransomware? Do you think it's just, you know, like you mentioned, maybe their heads in the dirt that they're kind of refusing to acknowledge this threat or are there other things that might be stopping them from protecting themselves as well as they could?
1: can be a couple of things probably. Um, in my experience, sometimes people get a little shy on the cost of things, the price um, that it costs to help keep yourself safe. Um, and in my opinion, when you look at things, um, the cost of being out of business, for example, for a week, if it were to take you that long to get back up and running is significantly more than what it would cost to put in some of these small security efforts that would help mitigate your risk. Um, Another thing that we run into sometimes is if you have an IT manager, for example, um, they may not bring these things to a CIO or a CFO or any C-level. Either they don't know about it, um, which is rare nowadays, but it can happen, or they're worried that it's not in their budget or they didn't plan for it in their budget. So we need to make sure that when it comes to these kind of cyber attacks and the cybersecurity, there's a little bit of flexibility there when, when things are brought to your attention at that point.
0: And I love that you brought up, you know, kind of the, the CFO or CIO perspective. Do you think there's anything um, from, from an internal perspective, you know, that CFOs, CPAs should be looking for when it comes to, you know, cybersecurity? Um, I think in a lot of organizations, the CPA and CFO is relied on for, for so much security and how can they best prepare themselves for this area?
1: You know, it's it's hard to, like you said, be an expert in all those areas that they're required. They tend to get pulled in a lot of different directions for some reason. Um, And sometimes we ask things that I don't think are fair, like having to deal with something like this. It's not their area of expertise. Um, Working with someone, whether it's an outside vendor or internally setting up a project, whatever it might be, that's aware of these things and how they can help is a great first step. Um, a lot of places will do things like a security assessment to look at what what kind of attack surface do we actually have and what should we be worried about? Where are our holes? Um, sometimes you think you've got everything covered and a third party might come in and take a look at things and point out some areas that you just didn't think were a problem. Um, and you don't know what you don't know at the end of the day, right? So that's a great first step to things, having someone an unbiased um, look at everything can make all the difference in the world um, from from a security standpoint.
0: And earlier, you mentioned, you know, just you threw out the example of, you know, well, what if this puts you out of business for a week and the cost of that and the impact of that? I remember reading somewhere a long time ago that. Um, once you've been you know, hacked or your cybersecurity has been compromised, that even if a business is able to come back, that it's more likely that it will happen to you again. Is, is that true? Have you read that as well?
1: Yeah, I've seen that before. And really, I think what they're getting at is when you are attacked or you have been ransomware, for example, um, what's really going on is it's usually if it's a targeted attack and it's not something where you just clicked on an email, for example, Um, The attacker has been in your environment longer than you think. Um, They're in there looking around, trying to get to your backups, for example, um, to encrypt those or destroy those so that you can't come back. Um, And they've been in there for several weeks, usually, um, on on some of these attacks. Um, The other item with that is, you know, if a user has clicked on something and you are ransomware or you, you end up with a virus in the environment, whatever it might be, if you're not providing that training for the user or any of the users, they're just gonna keep making the same mistakes. It's it's just what's gonna happen. You don't know how to solve that problem if, if you're not trained on it.
0: And like you mentioned earlier, um, you know, not to give into any fear mongering, but it's kind of not a question of, of when, or excuse me, not a question of if, but when, because I also had read something that um, similar to what you mentioned, compared, uh, it to, you know, someone walking around your house and like opening doors and seeing like which doors were open. So then they could get into your house. And I think it's kind of, you know, unsettling probably for a business owner to imagine that people are trying to do this, even if like you said, they think, Oh, like we're too small. They wouldn't care about us.
1: Right. It's, it's a, it's an unnerving feeling for sure to, to think about, Um, But that's what they do, that's how they make their living. Um, It's not the right way in my opinion, but um, they are just, like you said, opening those doors, finding their attack avenues, and then exploiting them as best they can.
0: And I'm curious, are there any first steps that you would suggest uh, a company do if they do realize that um, they've been ransomware? What would you suggest they do first?
1: it's a tough one because um, everybody's panicking, right? So hopefully there's a plan in place, something like a disaster recovery plan um, where you have a cyber plan where I'm being ransomware, I need to go through these steps. Um, if you've ever been involved in one of these before, and I have, um, not that we've been ransomware, but I've been involved as a, as a vendor, um, there's a bit of a panic going on, right? As this disaster is unfolding and you're noticing I can't answer any emails for some reason. I can't open my computer and do anything. What happened to all our files? Accounting's gone. Everybody panics, right? And You don't know what to do and you end up just kind of sitting there and doing nothing. So having a plan in place of what you're supposed to do, whether that's start working through and unplugging things, um, turning off servers until you can get a better idea of what's going on contacting your cyber insurance companies so that they can start their process or working with an outside vendor like your IT company that you might be working with. um, You need to have that documented. Um, I think that goes a long way. And even if your IT manager is on vacation at that point, it happens, anybody can pick that piece of paper up or whatever it is um, and work through those items one by one so that things are getting done instead of just sitting on your hands, more or less.
0: And Greg, you mentioned cyber insurance, which was another thing I wanted to ask you about. Is that pretty normal at organizations nowadays, or is it really just dependent on how sensitive the organization is to you know, ransomware being hacked, that sort of thing?
1: It's definitely becoming the new norm at this point, um, because it's happening so often now where people are becoming... Somewhere with their with their environment, um, more and more people are making the the switch over to having some sort of policy with somebody, whoever it might be, um, in order to recover the damages, obviously from being down for however long that is, and then working with leading experts. You know, they'll have a forensics team sometimes that might be involved with the IT side uh, to get you back up and running, um, which is important because they've dealt with it before. So it's really bringing in the experts in that field, and I think that's where we're just going to continue to go. Um, It's insurance. You hope you never have to use it, but if you do, it's a good thing that it's there.
0: And a few minutes ago, we, we talked about, you know, that internal perspective, but CPAs and accountants are really looked at as trusted advisors for a lot of their clients. So what would you suggest that CPAs tell their clients when it comes to the threat of ransomware?
1: You know, the biggest thing is that you need to be aware of it and you need to be doing something. Um, anybody nowadays that's just sitting there, not not making advances in their security, um, whether that's doing the simple things like making sure you have computer updates going on, um, you've got good backups, you'd be surprised how many places you run into that don't have a backup going on, um, or you're doing multi-factor authentication if you want to take it a step further. And if you've got all those things, great. Um, you need to be making more steps then. It's It's a journey. It's not just a bandaid that you rip off with security. Um, You have to work through a lot of different items to get to your point where you feel secure and you feel safe, but it's never really done. Um, There's a lot of layers to to, uh, having a secure environment, Um, but you have to just assume that you're always vulnerable Um, and it's tough to hear, but there's always something you can be doing more every year to help kind of make yourself feel a little safer, um, have a more secure environment and just lessen your risk.
0: And I think that's such an interesting perspective. How you mentioned it's a journey because I wonder if for, for certain people in business, if they imagine it, you know, as another thing that they just check off the list and then they can kind of file it away in their mind as something that they've done to protect themselves. But from what you're saying, it sounds like it's something that you should never really completely, you know, relax on or relax about. Right. It's
1: it's technology. It's it's always changing. Um, you know, one month we could have updates that are going great. And then um, two weeks later, you could have a huge vulnerability with every single Windows workstation, which is the print spooler, I'm sure people have heard about. Um, and that's not going away. It's, it's not an easy solution to solve. So you have to stay on top of this stuff. Otherwise, you're just leaving yourself wide open.
0: Another thing I was curious about was if the pandemic impact um, the number of attacks of ransomware or the threat of it, if that uh, increased it at all.
1: I think so, um, at least based on what I've seen and been reading. Um, you know, in the United States alone, I think from 2019, um, it's increased over 190%. Um, I think I read the other day from, I think it was a PBS article I read, um, and then globally, over 60%. So it's on the rise, um, and they're changing the way that they're doing it. Um, you know, the, in the past, it was, we've encrypted your data, pay us. Um, We recently just saw one where it was, we've encrypted your data. We've also stolen all the data that we encrypted. And if you don't pay us, we're going to release it to the internet. Um, That can be a really big deal, um, depending on the data that you're holding um, for users or clients or vendors, whatever it might be. Um, Even intellectual property, they're talking about releasing at that point. So it's getting even worse than you would imagine at this point um, with what they're doing. So like I said, it's a journey and you have to keep at it.
0: Man, that is incredibly concerning. I've heard um, and read reports before of the the first example you gave, but not I've not yet read something about the second, which is that they would threaten to release it to everyone. That's crazy.
1: It's it's pretty wild, and it's funny in there. It's not funny, but it is kind of funny in their little message that they put up. It says that you're you're a client of theirs is how they view it. So oh wow, it's it's, it's an interesting take on things, and I I think that's going to be the way that we see things move because. A lot of people have backups to get back from things, but what do you do now if they're threatening to release all the items that they have to the internet? It could mean nothing, it might not mean anything to you, um, depending on the files that they are, but some of these larger corporations, or if you have patents or anything like that, um, that's a big deal.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think this is something, Greg, that you have touched on, in different points uh, through our discussion so far, but what do you think CPAs should know about the future of ransomware?
1: It's not going away anytime soon. It's getting easier and easier to do. You know, in the past it used to be, you have to be a, a real hacker more or less. You know, you think of the guy sitting in a room, typing away at a, at a, at a computer um, to, to make this stuff. And that's just not the way that it is anymore. There are places you can go that allow you to sign up for ransomware as a service. You know, I want to infect so many companies a month, whatever that might be, and then that company that they're signed up with to to create this stuff gets a percentage of that cut that you're paying for. Um, It's turned into a full-scale business, really. Um, There are large companies out there that are doing this stuff, obviously not in the US, but all over the world, and it's turned into a real business that's um, only going to continue to change to to get more out of people. You know, Really, it's just all about being aware of things and and never stopping your security journey at the end of the day.
0: Thank you to Greg for taking the time to speak with me more about how CPAs can best protect themselves and their clients from ransomware. So what would you like to hear on the podcast? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com. And please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts.